1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard UEFA warn the SPFL and other leagues not to end seasons early Hibs furlough their staff as the impact of this shutdown continues to be felt And English football announces its leagues will be suspended indefinitely I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me in the studio is Alex Ray And it's your latest instalment of Hugh at Home, Mr Keevans Well, football, Gordon, is now asking what it can do for society at large in the face of a global crisis, and that is right and fitting. But people shouldn't become judgmental and unrealistic where Scottish football is concerned. We don't have the English game's wealth. Our governing body can't make the £20 million donation the FA did in England today. We have a job in our hands to keep our clubs alive and able to offer employment over the months ahead. The better off here have used their charitable foundations to do what they can to help alleviate suffering, but the rest need to stay in business or the misery deepens. Alex Ray, we kind of go around in circles on yes. this every day. You, you think you've got a development, and in, in some respects you do, but I'm not sure we're actually that much closer uh, You know, to, to a conclusion. The... Perceived development today If you like As UEFA seem to be Putting a bit of pressure On clubs We had the news last night That Belgian football authorities Announced that they were Calling a halt to the top flight And declaring their Current standings As final So they were giving out Their championship If you like Uh, UEFA are not too impressed And UEFA are advising Members not to consider Ending their domestic Competitions prematurely And suggesting That access to European club competitions The Europa League The Champions League And so on Could be impacted If leagues were yeah. to decide To do that Yeah uh, I think there's a meeting Next week as well With the SFA And the SPFL Gordon To see where they're at With it all uh, It looks as if UEFA are Flexing their muscles In some respect In terms of the placings Next year For, for both competitions In Europe For the clubs Who will be there uh, They're just saying Wait See how it develops Over the coming weeks and then they may well be able to resume it further down the line. And you're absolutely right, because it does move every day. It looked as if uh, Belgium had set a precedent yesterday that they had announced Bruges mm. as the winners without n- announcing the relegation stuff. So it is constantly moving. But I think it's, I think you really have to step back and assess what's actually better for your league. And I think that's what the bodies will be doing next week. Yeah, Hugh, as we've known all along, there clearly is no easy answer. There's nothing even yeah. close. To an easy answer And it's all well and good Saying well You know We shouldn't be held to ransom By UEFA And then we, we do our own thing But at the same time I'm pretty sure our clubs Like the access to the money That playing in European competition Brings So Yeah No easy No easy solution at the moment No We, we have to remember That everything uh, Whether it's UEFA The SPFL Or the FA down south Or the clubs in Italy Germany France uh, everyone is motivated by self-interest. UEFA have the broadcasters to think about if uh, the European competitions, Champions League, uh, Europa League, do not finish, then UEFA then become liable for repayment to the broadcasters. So that's why they are saying uh, do not end your domestic season, do not end anything yet. But to be perfectly realistic, how long can our clubs here go on without a judgment being arrived at because 
Catherine Calderwood, who's the, the Chief Medical Officer for Scotland, said today we can prepare ourselves for at least another three months of lockdown. Uh, and therefore, by the time football resumes in this country, who knows how many of our clubs will still be able to resume the game itself. Yeah, and that, that is that is the predicament. That that clearly is it. And the problem with potential problem with UEFA's stance, Alex, is that the leagues are all very different. The big Absolutely, the big yeah. leagues don't really rely on, on bodies coming yes. through the gates on a Saturday yeah, because of big television contracts. Ours do. But the only thing that we've got even close to clarity at the moment is that in the eyes of UEFA, this idea of null and voiding your league or, or, or calling it quits in the eyes of UEFA that, That's that's not, not desirable it's, it's bottom of their list at the moment Yeah it looks that way Gordon And I think uh, it's partly to do with They're looking to try and get this resolved One way or another So that would suggest it may well creep into next year uh, Again we keep referring back to the time issue When do you actually call it? Uh, as, as Hugh says The Chief Medical Officer today it Says it could go on for three months It may well even last longer than that Gordon So it's, trying, it's difficult to actually get a definitive on this and we keep chopping and changing on a nightly basis on this show about where they go but I think uh, somewhere down the line it'll either get called and they'll have to make a decision uh, otherwise you know it just rumbles on um, What is important Hugh but I, I think it's here above everywhere else we, we do manage to get, get lost in this is to try and take a step back and forget about any sort of club allegiance or even even been hard on ourselves You know I still see this You know A typical Scottish football You know Can't come to a This is Far bigger than Than any of that Yes Belgium have, have Stuck their necks on the line And decided to call it But there must be A very good reason Why every other league Still isn't quite sure What to do It's not like We're the only ones Oh no Absolutely not uh, We have to be uh, Sensitive In the first instance And remember that uh the dead can now be counted in tens of thousands uh, across uh, France, Spain, Italy, uh, the UK. Tens of thousands. So sensitivity is welcome first and foremost. If you take your own country in isolation with regard to football, we have an SPFL board who may or may not be called upon to make a decision on how we resolve our leagues. There are nine members of that SPFL board. Within that nine-man membership, there will be nine lots of personal interest. And therefore, unanimity is highly unlikely. It's an unprecedented situation, and it also carries with it the very, very big likelihood that we are a hung jury in that regard. And I don't know who will come forward and show the leadership that will get us through this. I'd love to give you a debating topic on the resumption of the, the, the league which won't ground in circles but we can't, we're still pretty much uh, in the same place As always though, we have been trying to lighten the mood a little bit over the last few weeks just to give you something a bit different to provide that football fix maybe take a trip down memory lane rather than going round in circles about when uh, football will return So tonight, here's the question for you It is Friday night and under normal circumstances we would be looking ahead to the games tomorrow you would all be getting ready, you'd have those pre-match nerves We'd be debating it and previewing them on the show And unfortunately, the reality is That's been taken away from us at the moment So here's your question tonight Of all the goals that you've witnessed live in the past That's the key You have to have been there Of all the goals that you've witnessed live in the past 
What one would you like to relive tomorrow? Let's pretend it's a normal Friday night A normal Saturday afternoon And we're giving you the chance to relive One goal that you witnessed live And relive it tomorrow Another way of wording that Quite simply Because yeah, some people might want to take the significance of, of the goal into account But what I'm really thinking is What's the best goal you've seen live? That's what I'm really trying to, to find out from you Would you have one in mind, Hugh Keevans? I have three off the top of my head. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Zinedine Zidane's volley oh, for sure Real Madrid against Bayer Leverkusen in the Champions League final at our own dear Hamden. Uh, Chris Sutton's volley for Celtic against Juventus in the Champions League at Celtic Park. Now, the third one is Gary Caldwell for Scotland against France at Hamden. Not because it was a fantastic goal. It was a nothing goal compared to Zidane's or Chris Sutton's. But the reaction afterwards in what you and I know, Gordon, as the mixed zone at Hamden, where the press gather to meet the players of both teams and see who'll stop and talk to you. And Zidane, uh, I beg your pardon, Thierry Henry that day uh, took it very badly. France had given us a hiding and Gary Caldwell stole the match with a goal at the back post. Thierry Henry did not take it well, let me tell you, uh, and left more or less shouting, I will see you in Paris, I will see you in Paris. And of course, when he turned up in Paris, James McFadden then scored, they lost that one as well. Yeah, got a feel for him. Um... Anyway, uh, <laughs> on the phones or on Twitter 01419511025 At Clyde SSB Essentially, we're looking for the best goal you've seen live That's the simple wording of the question um, Of course, we wish we were looking ahead to games tomorrow But we can't So we want to know Of the goals that you've witnessed in live in the past What one would you like to relive tomorrow? If you want to put a bit of significance on it Tell a wee story like Hugh did with Gary Caldwell's fine But ultimately, I just want to know What's the best goal you've seen live? Alex Ray Let's divide yours into two What about the best you've scored? Um, I would have to say that would be uh, Bolton uh, Against uh, Jasker Leinen And uh, the ball came out for about I don't know, 25 yards or so was, Call it 40 uh, 40 And uh, so uh, I hit it in the volley Gordon And uh, it won the goal of the month And I think it's in the top 50 Premier League goals uh, to date So um, I'm pleased with that one Do you remember the month? What month did it win goal of the I month? I don't know Have a look at Early the in the season It's in the trophy cabinet Was it early uh, in the season? You? Later on uh, in the season? No I think it was kind of getting later on Maybe if, I'm, I'm not saying later on I think it was about a few months in Gone okay. four or five months in Because I, I spoke to John McGinley Who was commentating For the local Lancashire radio And I says to him I'm out of contract in the summer If you hear of anybody looking For a midfielder I'm your man and after I scored the gosses, don't worry, son, I'll be left him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then what about as a as a fan or a, a spectator, what's the best goal you've witnessed well, live? I was, yeah, I was just I just got here a couple of minutes ago uh, before the show and I was trying to rack up a, a decent strike and I was saying to you, I remember being at the Battle of Britain. Oh uh, yeah, we spoke about them on Wednesday, yeah. Yes, uh, and uh Gary McAllister's strike in terms of what a phenomenal similar to Hughes, it was a, a clearance and he volleyed it right into the postage stamp, uh, right into the roof of the net, past Andy Gorham, and uh, the silence was just absolutely good. <laughs> hear a pin drop, Gordon. And, uh, I think Rangers won in one two one, so all was good in the end. But uh, no, it was what a phenomenal strike it was. I can see the phone lines lighting up already. Everyone's desperate to share all the football memories because we're robbed of making new ones at the moment. So just quite simply, if you didn't hear it a second ago, what's the best goal you've ever witnessed live? If you get the chance to relive one goal you've witnessed live in the past and do it tomorrow, because that's what we should be doing come three o'clock tomorrow. 
Which one would it be? Hugh has gone for Zinedine Zidane Champions League final Real Madrid Alex is telling us about His own exploits Some ones that he's witnessed Hugh Keevans I know for a fact You were at the game That I'm about to mention For mine Because you brought it up On another topic recently Without doubt For me Lucas Djukovic Motherwell 6 Hibs 6 If you want the added drama And the story behind it Of course it was the last minute It was 6-2 down Blah 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 But even the strike itself On the angle I was at the game John Sutton with an absolute Lump up the pitch From the halfway lane It bounces And bounces And bounces He holds off I think it's Paul Hanlon And it's it's almost about to bounce out for, For a goal kick And then he just Smashes it right into the far top corner Place goes nuts, six all, and everyone knows the the sort of the, the story about about that game. But that goal for me, that would be the best one I've ever seen live. So let's see what we've got on the phones and on Twitter. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Willie's and Denison, what are you kicking us off with, Willie? Hi there, lads. How are you doing? Not good bad, morning. Willie. How you doing, Alec? All right, yeah, it's all right. Dennis, they keep our drive. Oh, yeah, don't give the address away, Wally. We the, the natives <laughs> up, <laughs> but we're still up there, eh? I've moved away now, buddy. Moved away now. Uh, listen, obviously, it's about um, the, the best goal that you ever witnessed, but I'm going to kick it off with uh, the worst goal. Uh, but why are the why are the <laughs> best atmospheres and okay. our best nights? Go for it. Um, it was a night we, me and my pal Neil we were around total. Um, we got absolutely battered. Um, for about 85 minutes Ross McCormack pops up the back post with a tap in what an atmosphere we partied and partied that night I'll tell you because uh, we got absolutely battered but what makes it stand out for us is we get tickets for the game and it's for the Rang the Rang um, the Rang area oh no <laughs> and it was about 5,000 days outside all with the Rang tickets to get into this game um, and the stewards end up and the police end up had to let us on yeah, because we weren't going anywhere. We weren't going. We were going to watch that game. Um, we were going through the tunnel, and all the supporters there, the other side, could see. Oh, well, he's disappeared. I haven't cut him off. I promise. He's just disappeared. I don't know where he's gone. Um, we'll try and get him back because that one was more of a significant. Yeah, it's a, a significant. That, that was the goal, that got Rangers through, didn't it? Out of the group stages in the Champions Did League. Did you not play Inter after that one each at Ibrox? Possibly, but uh, the importance. You're absolutely right, Gordon. And I, I played that game. Um, McCorm might come on after about 65 minutes, uh, 70 minutes, and uh, what a massive goal it was, Gordon, because they had spent a fortune. Uh, they'd get rid of guys like Jekyll and all that in the summer, and they'd invested in all these Brazilians, and we knew uh, we, we couldn't get a kick of the ball that night. They were absolutely brilliant, and uh, it was a big point for that goal. Yeah, well, he's disappeared, I'm afraid. Let's move on to the next one then. Kevin's in the Gorbals. What sticks out for you, Kevin? Hi, guys. Um just indulge me for a wee second here there's a couple of goals okay um, obviously the best goal the best goal I've seen live was uh, obviously Henrik up Megan Contamin and then Chip and Kloss in the 6-2 game mm-hmm. um, but uh, like up the wall up there. Kevin, I'm, Kevin I'm laughing there as well I was at that game I didn't quite see it that way but I have to say it was a brilliant goal <laughs> I was at that game and I flew out to Ibiza at 6 o'clock that night <laughs> Bet you were in a good mood come midnight uh, It was a good two weeks, I'll tell you that um, <laughs> But um, I'm torn between Nakamura's free kick against Man United mm-hmm. um, Because I'm right in saying that he'd done the exact same thing in a friendly A, a couple of weeks before I'll tell you what, that, that was 
absolutely wonderful As far as free kicks go but I'll, I'll nudge you in the direction of the other one Kevin Just purely because on Wednesday We spoke a lot about battles of Britain And Celtic and Man United And Nakamura's free kick got a lot of uh, praise And rightly so there uh, But just because we've sort of been over that a little bit this week I'll steer you in the direction of the other one So would that be the main two then? Larson's chip would be the other one? Yep And Chris Sutton's goal in the last minute Of the last Old Firm game Where um, It was looking like 0-0 And he's Kind of, I think it was, I don't know if it was Cornerman again. He kind of brushed aside and kind of lobbed it in the top corner from about 20, 25 yards. I see you're getting a bit of a theme developing here because some people like the long range strikes, some people like volleys. Awesome. Kevin's got chips. Kevin loves chips, yes. and you can sympathise with that because there is something special. See when you see the, it's always stranded. The keeper, isn't it? Having a look over his head Where's that going to end up Boom, And it drops in uh, Hugh I know for a fact You'll remember Very well The goal that Kevin talks about Yeah uh, That was the day I interviewed Noel Gallagher Have I ever mentioned that to you before? Uh, 10 or 15 times Ah oh, well uh, There's time yet for more um, But you know Alec knows from playing In Rangers Celtic Or Celtic Rangers games That the man who can rise Above the heat of the battle On the day Is the top man, and on that occasion, Henrik Larsson, by the way he controlled the ball, by the way he deceived Bert Conteman. Now, Stefan Kloss was a very, very good goalkeeper, and uh, you you wonder then one to one, how will it go? But Henrik Larsson, having brought the ball down, having deceived Bert Conteman, then has the audacity to chip it over. Uh, Stefan Kloss's head and uh, it was at a time where you know Rangers were still in with a chance but after Henrik's goal the momentum changed altogether and uh, you know it finished up 6-2 in the end There's something about the way he chips it as well Alex because he, yes. he's, he's on that long run and, and when, when it comes at the end of it and he, it just looks so effortless you, you think of how wrong that could yes. go That's always the bit That would strike fear into me Because obviously I've not got any ability And this guy does But you know t- To pull that off Gordon I think the thing That everyone was expecting Was not to put his foot through it At that point And I think that just shows you The mark of the player And the composure Because he knows that Kloss Is trying to get closer to the ball To close the angle down And then once he chips him You know he's in no man's land He's absolutely stranded So I, I do like that I, I was often I played with Sheringham for a season He scored a couple of lobs Within that And you think to yourself How do these guys Manage to do it Because it's You're, you're running at pace You're getting players Tackling either side And then all of a sudden You just manage to Dink the keeper And it thing. falls into two oh. parts Doesn't it Because you need to see it first and Then you need to execute it Not taking anything away From someone who puts Their foot through it From, from yeah. 25 yards But it doesn't require you know that um, that imagination or that that vision but, but to God, do. It. See, see the actual vision, Gordon. I think in their mind they know that the keepers come out there, so they're already premeditating mm-hmm. that the chips on uh, because there'll be there'll be certain keepers that actually try and encroach a little bit as well. You kind of close the angles, and when you go back to Stephen Kloss as well, he wasn't the tallest, so you know if yeah. he did try and encroach, you knew you always had that opportunity. Kevin, the real question is, what would you really rather relive, the Larson chip or those two weeks in Ibiza? <laughs> <laughs> 
championship made those two weeks in Ibiza Ah right okay You can't divide the two of them That's fine I'm, I'm glad he kept the Ibiza stories to himself well, It's only have, 20 past 6 in Ibiza, Kevin. It's a family show Kevin and the Gorbals Thank you very much We are asking you Because it should be Friday Well no sorry It is Friday night It's still Friday night That's not changed We should be previewing the football for tomorrow That's been taken away from us So what's the best goal you've witnessed live Which one do you wish you could go out there Turn up and replay tomorrow Keep the suggestions flooding in Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Helping you return to action Talk to Thompson's.com I am Good That's all. Everything been okay this week I, I know these are difficult times So I like to just check on, on you in a, in a human level Rather than uh, With regards to your punditry Everything okay at home? Listen exactly I'm very kind of you You know I'm like everyone else In this situation I am uh, Only Too happy To be here every day uh, and I am doing very well thank you very much I, I, I called him earlier on uh, Alex and he didn't answer which is not like him he's usually he's pretty good and the reason was he was ordered no doubt to scrub clean all the doors in the house yeah, so, so that's what he was doing yeah. he, is that is that fair Hugh you were perhaps um, politely advised that it's something you should be doing I didn't know until today uh, what uh, sugar soap meant. Uh, sugar soap is something you spray on your door and then you wipe it in and then you get uh, cold water and then you uh, apply that as well and then you, you wait for it to dry in and it makes your door come up lovely. Honestly, these are truly bizarre times when we're talking about washing your doors um, on Super Scoreboard. There was a mo- you need to get these sort of weird moments. At the way things are going currently, Alex, and you think, oh, yeah, the, these are different times, and oh, they can be big doubt. moments or small. Mine today was when I realised that for about three or four days in a row now, because I'm taking this seriously, like everyone should be, only going to the shops when I really have to, once a week if I ha- if I can. Big shop, all the essentials, all the food. Don't go near them any other times. Uh, but that's come at a cost because I'm now on day four of wearing my wife's deodorant because uh, I don't have any left so if you get a, a whiff of pomegranate and lemon just floating over to the other side of the, the studio that's that's the yeah. explanation yeah next right. shop you need to get some rolling exactly in. exactly anyway back to the phones uh, well, we are on Twitter as well let's give Twitter some love at Clyde SSB it's Friday night we wish we could go and see some brilliant goals tomorrow so which one that you've seen live in the past that's the key do you wish you could relive tomorrow essentially what's the best goal you've seen live John McCray and I remember this one do you remember this Alex Just a couple of years ago He says Dembele against St Johnson 20 odd passes Remember Celtic Passed and passed and passed All the way back And then was there not Was it not like a back heel From Lustig And something else in the box It was all very intricate stuff I think it got our goal of the season I think it did yes um, That campaign That's a good shout Well done um, I like this from French Eddie On Twitter Because he's gone for one Against his team Which is real And I also remember this because it was stunning header from Edson Cavani, PSG at Parkhead. He said a looping header at the back post. No, see, that was the thing. It was more uh, in the direction. Yeah, exactly. He says how he got the curve on a header um, was unbelievable. And Scott has been in touch. He's gone for Louis Moult's second against Rangers in the Betfred Cup semi. That goes back to what we said earlier, isn't it? Ball in the air for an eternity. Silence. Keeper having a look. And then eventually... It all kicks off Good suggestions I like them coming in And plenty more of them I'll try and work my way through As many as possible Let's check in with Robert and Mount Vernon Have you got one We've not mentioned yet Robert? Hi Gordon Hugh and Alec uh, I have Gordon But before I mention it Well done Hugh Describing that Sugar soap I'm a decorator You're doing me look 
<laughs> Robert, <laughs> listen, when, when these restrictions get lifted, I'll make sure you, you get a wee turn at, at Casa Kevens. Don't worry. Well, a wee publicity bit here as well. <laughs> uh, well, actually, before I come on, I was actually thinking that Roger going to. Uh, Invincible season But I actually Had to revert back to type 1979 Me and my wee Billy Were supposed to be Playing football And then Monday night Obviously we didn't go to the game We didn't go to the football Went to Celtic and Rangers match And I can just relive That moment And that ball hit the net Murdo hit that It was incredible And I've had a lot of great nights Hundreds of great nights Better goals Other goals But that night That will live with me forever Just that Knowing that you've won the league And that that was just incredible, no? So is, so is that is that the, that'll be the same one, Hugh? That got voted the the greatest Celtic's greatest old firm goal or something? Did it not? Well, it, 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 the implications of the goal, you know, it, it won Celtic the league. Celtic uh, were down to ten men against eleven. The the late Johnny Doyle having been sent off, uh, and it was a phenomenal match. Two uh, two at one stage, and then Celtic go three two, and uh, even when Murdo had the ball at his feet. Uh, I think Billy McNeil, who was the manager then, was saying, "You know, don't don't shoot, don't shoot." Uh, and then, of course, he unleashed this thing. Mm. Funnily enough, I was talking to Murdo last week, and uh, I, I called him to say, "Do you know that you've got a mention in Jurgen Klopp's biography?" <laughs> and he, he he came back to me right away. Was it good or bad? <laughs> and I said, "Oh, it's very good." Uh, the people of Dortmund. Uh, where of course Jurgen Klopp had been manager before he left for Liverpool uh, the, the people of Dortmund really admired Murdo for being a gritty working man's player if you know what I mean and Robert will understand that because he gave nine gritty working man's years for Celtic but that goal was uh, as they say in Denison the PS de resistance I've often said this I've actually said it to Murdo many times I used to love watching Murdo as a boy I used to love these he was so tenacious he, Really he did put his foot in I, uh, I spoke to Ian Durant about it as well He hated playing against him Because he always knew he was going to leather you But he, he had so much range as well I, I remember going back to the 4-4 game I think it was 90, sorry, 86 uh, When Murdo scored the equaliser uh, And it was an absolute pile driver but he, he Oh maybe it. that's the one I'm getting mixed up with oh. Wh- Which one? One of them got voted the Celtic's greatest old firm goal well, I'm sure it did you, you remember though I think it was 86, 87 season When uh, it was four yeah, each wasn't it It was an unbelievable strike by Murdo It was an unbelievable game Alec yeah, it was, uh, at, at, at one stage it was 3-1 Celtic Then Rangers went on the rampage And it was 4-3 Rangers uh, The rain was teeming down as yes. you'll recall And then Murdo hit this thing to make it 4-all and there were still 19 minutes left to play and it was 4-all and it was the only time to my recollection the one and only time when both sets of fans gave both teams a standing ovation at the end of the game it was that kind of day it was fantastic you, you know you talk about goodwill I gave I, I was an apprentice at Rangers at that time and we got uh, one complimentary ticket uh, for, per, per head as, as a youth player and I gave uh, my ticket to my pal Phil McQuillan and yeah, he was a big, uh, what do you call it, he was a big uh, Celtic fan and as the goals were raining in, I was stood in the enclosure behind the dugout here, I was absolutely soaked to the skin and, and obviously as you just said there, they were 3-1 mm. up Celtic and I remember I kept looking right at Phil and he wasn't moving but he had the biggest smile on that main stand <laughs> and then when Rangers were on the rampage as you said, I was turning around soaked up to the skin with my suit on and it was just great but you were right, everybody walked away to the game happy I've cleared it up Robert, it was, it's, it's your one, it's the 79 one, that was yeah, the one yeah, that, that, that was yeah, voted so there you go 
Well done, Gordon. That's brilliant. I had to revert to Taylor's retite. Sorry, the boys will be slagging me for that Rangers goal. But if my mate's son, he was listening. He was with me in 1980, just before I got married. He's my best man, right? Best mate. Uh, that goal wasn't bad as well. But I better go for fun before he phones me. Can I, can I <laughs> we'll let you go. Get the sugar soap looked out or whatever it is. He'll have you back up in a couple of weeks. That was Robert in Mount Vernon. 01419511025. At Clyde SSB on Twitter. It's one of those where I could just spend hours on Twitter because there are so many. Uh, Kenny has sent this one in, as did, in fact, Governor Walker and Kenny have both gone for the same one. He, the Rod Wallace against Borussia Dortmund, 1999. Check the football played by Rangers Glorious, says Kenny. And I'm glad he's, he has attached a clip because I, I couldn't quite remember it in my head. And this is a, a team goal, you know, if you yeah. like. Great, great intricate passing build-up. That's what I love about these discussions, Alex. It can fall into yes. so many categories. I know people have come on with... Um, you know, significant goals or, or occasion goals, but ideally, we're looking to marry up. We're looking for just goals that Wonderful were just, goals, just yeah. pleasing on the eye, and that can mean a number of different things. And I think that's a great thing about it. We obviously had Robert there going back to the seventies, uh, late seventies, and and again, we speak about this when you can talk down memory lane, Gordon. It sometimes takes you to a point where you're with your best pal. Yeah, I've just told you about my mate Phil. Uh, my big Celtic man And uh, he's at the game I get him the ticket To be in the Rangers end And you know So it takes you back And I was, um, as I was recalling The actual story You know The big smile My face His face So it is And, and you're right There's so many There's passing There's chips There's lobs You know me I love a pile driver uh, And I, hence the reason Why I love Murdo Because he done it for So many years Across his career 0141 That's the number That Lee and Christon is on What have you got for us Lee? Oh, it's got to be uh, Lee Griffiths against England. Right now, uh, he, here's the question: Then is the second the better free kick, or is it just because that's when people really start going mental in the stands? I don't know. It was just the whole build. But like the first one was special. But as soon as Big Martin took the big theatrical fall uh, for the no, uh, no, it was, a, it was a stick on, it was a stick on Phil. Yeah. Uh, no, but you just you just knew he was going to score, and, and me and my father-in-law were at it. Uh, he's he's selling them Rangers, but I swear I've never had a heat rush like that. Honestly, <laughs> that was just uh, and the bruises we had like the days afterwards, not actually just diving all the seats was unreal as well. I so, honestly, I don't, I don't. Yeah, that's a great shout actually from Lee. Hugh, were you with me in the in the gantry that day at Hamden? Uh, no, no, I I was with you at Wembley when we lost three 0 <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, that's right. Let's forget so about that we, one. We're not a great, we're not a great combination. But the the thing about Lee Griffiths and those two goals, you know, everyone they're ingrained in the mind. But poor old Stuart Armstrong always gets it from the other perspective. Oh, I can't uh, believe you brought that up. You've just well, ruined my weekend. That's why I say he was a smashing player uh, and a very nice guy, Stuart Armstrong. But if he'd only cleared it properly. It would have been 2-1 and not 2-2 two, two. But we're not holding anything against you Stuart That was the most Hugh Keevens assessment ever wasn't it He just he just took the high and just, just stuck a pin in it And brought us crashing back down to earth I suppose when, when I was a bit unfair maybe um, when, I, when I put the point to Lee and asked which one was better The second one has to be better doesn't of it Because it does. there's so it's much timing of it all no, but, no, but not even that and the execution Doing it once is difficult But doing it twice is To replicate it Yeah it's yeah. even more difficult Because you can take 100 free kicks Gordon you know And the keeper can get there Or you miss the target But to do it twice In one game And the significance Because uh, it's, Again Again We obviously talk, talk about In terms of Times that, that When you score in the last minute Or the last couple of minutes In the manner What you do against the old enemy There's nothing better Yeah and I think I'll go along 
with Lee They don't tend to dish out awards for this sort of thing But I'm not sure I have ever seen a stadium Erupt Move in that in that way And that's the word I would use Because it just looked like the stands were moving You know, and I've been fortunate enough You know, working here or whatever Seen goals in, in old firm games yeah. And seen big goals on, on European nights And even going as a fan when you Last minute winners or whatever when I was younger But I'm, I'm not sure I've ever seen a crowd Move the, the way it did at Hamden that day it, There were just bodies everywhere It, yeah. it just became a blur uh, For the full duration of Griffiths Going behind the goal Running all the way along And um, just madness Incredible isn't it and, and the thing is People say that Hamden Doesn't have an atmosphere well, It does if you do that Well absolutely <laughs> So it just shows you You produce the goods And then obviously you'll see The kind of scenes that we, see, we witnessed That day against England um, Hugh I'm actually just wanted to thank you Before we move on For still Joining us today It's good to know that you've not forgotten about your old pals Because I couldn't help but notice You seem to have moved up in the world uh, When I was on Twitter You're sort of rubbing shoulders with A-listers And perhaps would have been tempting for you to leave Alex and I behind Well you see Last night uh, Somebody tweeted Martin Compton uh, To compliment him on his new Sunday night series The Nest but they added the fact that they could not believe that one of the characters in the the nest had a Nokia, and uh, Martin kindly tweeted me and said, "You having that shug?" So we had a wee conversation today about the wonder of a Nokia and the the, the battery life. And uh, as I said to Martin, <laughs> I, I haven't changed the I haven't changed the battery in my Nokia since Robbie Williams left. Take that. So there we go. Never. Ever doubt the power of the Nokia. of Super Scoreboard yes. because we we have made this Nokia famous to the extent that Martin Comston of all people knows all about it and it's it, and, and it's out that Hugh Keevan's Nokia is famous and if it doesn't get a place in the football museum at Hamden when Hugh's done with it I'll be severely disappointed. Yeah, I had a Nokia for years, Hugh, and you're absolutely right. See the the grey uh, kind of silver casing one. It was a canny size, mind you. Yeah, and same size and weight as a brick. Yeah, yes, we all know it. And uh, uh, three days uh, life in the old battery. If they brought one back out, I would go back to one tomorrow. Well, you can't. Hugh's got one. He's got no, one. Similar. Snidey, you know. Nah. Hughes nah. is still quite sturdy. You would still. It would still hurt your foot if you dropped it on your toe. Hughes, <laughs> trust me. But, but listen, I'll, I'll tell Martin you were all asking for him the next time we speak. Brilliant. That was uh, Hugh Keevans. He's keeping it real. He's still there with his old pals, despite the fact that he's attracting interest from elsewhere. Alex Ray is with him as well, and we are asking you for essentially the best goal you've ever seen live. You have to have been there. That's the rule. Which one from your past do you just wish you could get out there and relive tomorrow? We'll hear from you after the travel. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Experienced players who know how to win. Talk to Thompson's.com. Friday night's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray is here with me, Gordon Duncan, in the studio, and we've got Hugh from home. The man cave still up to the task, Hugh Keevens. You've not destroyed it yet. Destroyed it? I've whipped it into shape. Good. But it was interesting there to hear Stephen Mill just say there that they, you know stay home unless your journey is essential, and we all know that that you know we've had this advice from the government and uh, we must heed it. Uh, but there's a a lady called Lily Moffat who is 74 years old today, and her family can't visit her uh, because of the restrictions placed upon everyone. So Lily, can I say on behalf of your family? A very happy birthday to you, 74 today, and believe me, 
They're all thinking about you Good stuff Well said Hugh Keevans Happy birthday to Lily And anybody else Who's out there celebrating and well, Or not celebrating As the case may be We're on Twitter Still looking for the best live goal You've ever seen What's the one you wish You could relive tomorrow With the football being taken away from us At the moment David Healy Has gone Ian Scanlon 1983 With a 40 yard volley To round off a 4-2 win V Celtic at Love Street Celtic were 2 up It was a great comeback And I had the perfect view Standing behind the goal Gary Walker Says so many to choose from What about this Alex McCoist's overhead kick Hibs to win the League Cup final 93 Came on as a sub After being out with a broken leg leg. Yeah remember it Yeah it could only uh, Be Ali to do something like I think he writes his own scripts Uh, Have you been reading Gary's tweet Gary says it's almost like It was written for him Oh no he he writes them himself (laughs) Uh, Having uh, known him for so long You know you think about Some of the places I was watching As you said uh, The Leeds game for Early 90s You know he scores Scores down the road He's You just have people That are uh, instinctive Because to be out for so long uh, and then score a goal. That was remarkable. But my mate Andy, who's a big Dundee United fan, I often talk about. Him. I says, I says to him, phone the show, and he went, "No, I'm busy." So he says, Eamon Bannon, who you might remember this. It's back to the early eighties. He played Borussia Mönchengladbach. They won five 0 and Eamon Bannon ran for the halfway line, beat the def- the defender, uh, and then slotted it past the keeper. What a remarkable goal it was! Well, you, the theme of the night. You must have seen the goal, and I saw that one. I was there <laughs> to see that goal because I. Dundee United, you know, we Jim McLean had transformed Dundee United. He he brought into being the modern day Dundee United. It was all about the Eamon Bannons and the Paul Hegartys and the Ralphie Milnes and the, the Paul Sturrocks. Uh, and they were a fantastic team. And that night, you know those nights, Alec, and you've had them yourself, whether it's a domestic or European football, cup football or league football, those nights when you are bang on the money. And that was Dundee United that night and Eamon Bannon. Uh, and it was sensational. I'm always delighted to have ones that I've never seen or heard yes. of as well. RG Demon says, bit left field, but the most I've ever celebrated was when Chris Templeman put Kelly out of the cup at Capolo. First touch into a scissor kick. Amazing day and lost my voice for a few days afterwards. Don't mind that at all. What about John and Barhead? Hi, John. Hi Gordon, hi Alex, hi, hi Hugh and the Man Cave I hope you've got plenty of claret I'm in my Man Cave as well Hugh Good for you Have <laughs> you got a glass going there now? <laughs> no, not when he's at work Please don't encourage no. him John <laughs> uh, Right, what I'm phoning up uh, Two of my favourite goals was uh, The late David Cooper, God bless him uh, It was the Aberdeen Cup final When he had the stanchion mm-hmm. The free kick and mother one was Ray Wilkins the volley in the five one game at Ibrox against Celtic. That was my two favourite goals. Yeah, well, I, I think both yeah, of the games. The Cooper one came up, didn't it? Because we paid tribute to him on the the, the anniversary of his sad passing not so long ago. Tell us a bit more about that that Wilkins one, John. What are we talking distance wise? Describe it for people that have never seen it before. Ray Wilkins, it was it was about twenty two yards, I think, and he just. Got it on his chest and volleyed it, and he just pinged the net. Do you know what I mean? And you said you were there because that's the criteria. You have to have seen the goal live. I suppose, John, that would be the type of magic you were hoping he was going to produce when when he arrives at the club. Oh, it was brilliant because that day I remember it started pouring the rain, and uh, I think it was Andrews that was in goals that day, 
Yeah. And uh, Ray Wilkins chested it, Alex. Well, did, I'm actually just watching it at the minute, John. And what happened was it was a long throw in, Celtic cleared it, and Ray Wilkins has just caught it in the volley into the far corner. There was no chest, but because I think for me, when you hit it first time, it actually makes it better because you know you've, you're cushioning it yourself, Aye. setting it up. He hits it first time, the volley, I'm watching it now. Uh, but. I think I, Andrew's died I when it was past him. I think he's on the chest and it bounced and any, but I remember him falling it anyway, but what, it was some goal, Alex. Absolutely, absolutely. You're absolutely oh, right. I mean, Hugh, these these players that... that and any player can produce these these big moments on their day, but I'm, I'm noticing not only it's the standard of the goal, but the standard of the player that's coming out on the show tonight. Yeah. Uh, I, I go back to the point I made earlier. Um, these old firm games, the people who are there watching, their knees are knocking together. The people who are in the press box covering it, their knees are knocking together. The managers, Walter Smith always said, there's no satisfaction. At the end of the game, at the final whistle, you're just relieved it's all over. But if you can rise above all of that nervous anxiety, as Henrik Larsson did in the goal we were discussing at the start of the programme, as Ray Wilkins did that day, and produce a, a, a moment of genius like that, uh, then you are indeed a top man. And the, the, Ray is no longer with us, but what a gentleman he was into the bargain. You know, wonderful footballer and a gentleman. Sorry, Hugh. Um, you're absolutely right. He was and... a gentleman. He's a lovely man. Every time I seen him, Hugh, he was. Uh, he was absolutely. As you rightly said, they always had time for people. The way he's, yeah, he delivered it. He, he was. He was a special character. He, Alex was a little bit distracted just for, just for a brief second yeah. there, Hugh, because he, he received a message from his lovely wife. Now, as you know, things are a bit more difficult at the moment because you 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 have to spend time with your loved ones and you know that that can that can strain things a little bit and Alex has just received a text to say I sent you to buy lettuce you've come back with cabbage you moron <laughs> so <laughs> that's just just a little snapshot into the sort of marital <laughs> bliss that's, I, that's I, going was, well. I, I was doing the shopping as well today Hugh all masked up and and protected and doing the 2 meter thing and you uh, made a mess of it well listen it happens every time i'm getting familiar with well, it well Alec, up until this morning, I thought sugar soap was something to do with your breakfast cereal. <laughs> uh, Gordon Green's been in touch on Twitter. He had a few to choose from, but he's gone Charlie Nicholas, goal against Switzerland at Hamden, 1983, brilliantly executed, just outside the box, flicked it up with his right, volleyed it into the Swiss net with his left. Sheer class, Hugh, Hugh, says Gordon. About, so, talking about uh, Charlie Nicholas, Hugh, did, um, did Charlie not score a, a, in a New Year's Day game where he skipped past a couple of Rangers players, Hugh, round about 86? It was a remarkable uh, goal by Charlie as well. Does that ring a bell? Uh, I remember Charlie's first game against Rangers that he scored a, a couple of goals, I think, uh, at Celtic Park. No, this uh, one was at Ibrox, I'm sure, Hugh. I, I'm sure, but anyway, I could be wrong. Someone will tweet in with the right answer, that's for sure. Uh, whilst we're on the Scotland theme, actually, I think that's where Alex and Cope Bridges' one comes from. Hi, Alex. Hi, Rodden. Good evening, and uh, fantastic programme. I love the archives, and uh, Mr. Keevans, I'm sure you recognise the voice. It's uh, Alex oh, Alec, how are you? How are you doing? Very well. Uh, Alec, well Alec, Alec, Alec also uh, has that rare distinction. He, he likes cricket. Oh, yeah, I do as well. There we go. Yeah, I do, good, I do. Good company, Alec. You and I, I the two Alex must be something in the name. Can be a good. Uh, yeah, and so, so does Fraser Russell, by the way. I actually, I actually played cricket against Fraser Russell many years ago. <laughs> He's probably maybe a bit better, <laughs> Alec, at, at cricket. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't tell them. Anyway, on, on, on the footballing theme, the, the goal that I, I, I'd love to reminisce about, uh, I was in the, the main stand at Hamden, and it was the 14th of November, 1984, and it was Kenny Dalglish in the World Cup qualifier against Spain. Scotland won 3-1. Dalglish turned in from the right-hand side onto his left foot and from about 15, 16 yards, curled a magnificent shot in the top corner and it had Hamden absolutely rocking. Now we're talking, Hugh, you'll remember that one. I, I can see it in my mind's eye. I mean, uh, the Nokia can't do what Alex Phone could do and just call up goals instantaneously, <laughs> but uh, I can. that one is ingrained in the memory forever for Alec Dowdles, for me, for everyone who was there. Uh, Dalglish, 30 goals, 102 appearances for Scotland, and he was a slow burn. But when he finally got into his stride in a Scotland jersey, he was unstoppable. As unstoppable as Dennis had been when Dennis Law got his 30 goals. And that one, Alex quite right, that one was special. I'm just amazed that Alec didn't bring up an Airdrie goal. <laughs> there, there, weren't, there weren't too many at that time. One, no, in fact, one, one that I certainly do remember was um, in fashion scoring against uh, Dundee United at, uh, at Broomfield. It was an incredible volley. It was a time, I think it was around about 1992, and it was a sensational goal. I think it won a goal of the season that year as yeah, well. Yeah, I think I read something about that quite recently, actually, now, now that you mention it. I'm just thinking back to that Dalglish goal, Hugh, because ultimately we're trying, trying, it's not always possible, but we're trying to take the occasion out of it. We're just talking about you know the best goal you've seen, but sometimes it does have that extra extra special element to it, you know, depending on the occasion. Would it be accurate to say that for young fans watching that goal in 84, it, it was the type of goal that could actually inspire a generation of, of young Scotland fans, you know, to, to go out and try it or to, to turn up at the next Scotland game or to, you know, to, to, to sort of embrace the team? Was it that type of goal? I think a generation tried to uh, imitate Kenny Dalglish, but there's only one Kenny Dalglish. Uh, I just think that Dalglish was... Uh, one day the poll might be undertaken where you select who was the genuinely world-class Scotland players uh, and without question Dalglish would uh, would be very high up on that list That's a good one to bring the first hour to a close Thank you to Alex and Coatbridge Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football it is Beat the Pundit time That's your chance to win a signed ball But only if you get more questions right Than the Pundit So you have to call us quickly 01419511025 And you need to get the call in before 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Tackling compensation claims for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans is in his man cave at home Alex Ray is in the studio A safe distance away, of course And we are ready to take you through the last hour Of Friday's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We kicked off with a couple of headlines If you like, a few news updates UEFA warning the SPFL and others Not to end seasons early Hibs have furloughed their staff As the impact of this shutdown continues to be felt Hearts have done something similar Some breaking news coming out of Tynecastle 
this evening uh, since the show started so I'll bring you up to speed on that a bit later on and we're actually about to hear from former Rangers and Hibs midfielder Kevin Thompson we're going to find out what he's been up to in the last couple of weeks after we play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football it's the last beat the pundit of the week Let's see if we can get the listeners to go out on a high I don't think we've given any balls away this week I don't think so, I could be wrong But that could all change tonight If James in Annie's land is up to the task Do you fancy it James? Yeah sure do Good, I like your confidence You're going to play yeah, against Alex good. Ray I'll leave Hugh Keevans to it in his man cave Because if I stop Hugh Keevans being able to hear the show for a couple He'll panic and he'll think he's lost us <laughs> And he'll start pressing the buttons on his machine And we'll never get him back Does that sound accurate, Hugh? <laughs> I mean, listen to that delay His mouth's behind me I, I, can't, I can't play someone who I, I, I can't uh, play someone who lives in Annie's land uh, It's too close to where I am There'd be a vested interest there. It's best left up to the Denison mob That's fine, I'll leave you out of it then You're going to take on Alex Ray James um, I'd love to give you the choice But you don't have one So I'll give Alex something else to listen to I'll set him up with some Clyde too And that way he won't know what you have said So I'll put 30 seconds on the clock James And you can pass That's all you need to know Are you ready? Yeah, no bother Good man Your time starts now Who is the last manager to win three consecutive Scottish Premiership titles? Brendan Rodgers Who is the current manager of Alloa? Uh, Jim Goodman, no how many champions? How many Champions League titles has Pep Guardiola won? Six. Who's the current assistant manager at Motherwell? Uh, pass. Which Scottish side play their home games at Oakleview? Who won the nineteen seventy eight World Cup? Brazil. Okay, let's bring Alex back. Alex, can you yes, hear us? Yes, yes. A few tricky ones in there, by the way. You ready? <laughs> tricky for me. You ready? Go. Who was the last manager to win three consecutive Scottish Premiership titles? Uh, pass. Who's the current manager of Alloa? Uh, Pierre Grant. How many Champions League titles has Pep Guardiola won? Two. Who is the current assistant manager at Motherwell? Uh, Keith Lasley. Which Scottish side play their home games at Oakleview? Uh, Still, uh, I'll be Rovers Who won the 1978 World Cup? Argentina Okay James, what do you think? Uh, I think I'm beat Think so? What's slow start as well What was it like to, to play in comparison to playing along at home, James? Do, do you feel that pressure? Is it that is it harder like everyone says? Oh, I, I definitely Much harder when the pressure's on Who was the last <laughs> manager to win three consecutive Scottish Premiership titles? It was almost... Brendan Rodgers But it was actually Neil Lennon Going back to 11-12 12-13 And 13-14 So none of you got the first one Who is the manager of Alawa? It used to be Jim Goodwin A while ago James But it is now Peter Grant So Alex goes 1-0 In front How many Champions League titles Has Pep Guardiola won? Did you both just guess that? Two Did you guess? No it's definitely two It's definitely two? <laughs> no I don't know It is two There you go yeah. I mean I know he's good James But he's no 1-6 So Alex goes 2-0 up He then goes 3-0 up Keith Lasley Is the Motherwell assistant You then pulled one back Because Stenhouse Muir Play at Oakleview You were all over yes. the place on that one Yeah I was actually I, 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 I don't even think I played it Been many a time James? 
Aye, as a party Christmas supporter, definitely. <laughs> uh, who won the 1978 <laughs> World Cup? It was Argentina, though. So Alex goes, stretches his lead a bit further. It was four to him and a one for you, James, I'm afraid. So no sign ball, but thanks so much for taking part. I will play, James. No, but thank you very much. Cheers, cheers. Good Good man. Out, that was James in Annie's land. Comfortable win in the end for Alex Ray. Not too bad Not yeah, bad uh, Yeah I had a tough week last week I think I lost last Friday So it's important to bounce back With a win Gordon Yeah I think the questions were A mixed bag They were not too bad We were going on to a few easy ones as well So if you had been a bit quicker We'd have yep, rattled yep. through But anyway 01419511025 That is the phone number You need to get in touch tonight And if you would rather tweet Then we're at Clyde SSB We've had great fun Taking a trip down memory lane with you We're all too aware that this is Friday We should have that Friday feeling Of looking ahead to the football tomorrow We should be desperate to go along And watch our teams play So we're asking you Of all the goals that you've witnessed live What's been the best? What's the one you wish you could turn up and see tomorrow If we had some football? Uh, keep your suggestions coming They've been very good 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Now I'm delighted to say We're joined on the line at the moment By Kevin Thompson Now Kevin I was going to introduce you as former Rangers and Hibs midfielder, but I wonder if it's now social media influencer or internet sensation. You're in danger of that stuff eclipsing your playing career if this video takes off anymore. For someone that never really heard it when I played, it's um, <laughs> obviously I'm a bit addicted to say the least since I've retired. <laughs> now the reason we've got you on, for anyone who hasn't seen it Kevin, you, you launched a bit of a, a football challenge on, on social media, on Twitter and, and YouTube and Instagram and things like that. Describe what that challenge is first What do you need to do to complete the challenge? Well it's, it's 50 touches um, Alternate feet with your laces only um, I did do it with insteps to start with But the laces is obviously that wee bit more difficult So look, take nothing away If, if the manager had, hadn't done it for me It wouldn't quite have snowballed quite the way it has But the fact that I've managed to um, call on a few people To do me a few favours it's, it's been quite humbling that they've managed to do it for me So it's essentially It's volleys or keep you ups against a wall So the ball's not allowed to touch You have to go alternate feet with the laces yep. And rack up 50 repetitions Alex, yeah, well, that listen, sounds I, pretty difficult Kev, I was actually saying that uh, prior to I, I went to see if I had a ball in the house I, I found a ball that had been lying for years But it was flat so my first task when I get back to the house I said to God I'm going to go and get it blown up I need to get this done uh, Because he says One of the words you used uh, in your opening bit there was launched Right? Can you imagine someone was trying to keep the ball in the middle of the park with you in the place? It would be launched Kevin if you were to and I, I'm not going to ask you to rhyme off the list of everyone who's done it Because we'd be here until midnight So pick a to do it, so, uh, no, no, believe me, it's coming. I've, I've don't, called, don't worry, it's I've coming. Few, I've called a few. They, they moot some. I'm, I'm waiting for. Um, I'm waiting for their attempts. Give us the give us the A list if you like. The who's who uh, that's taking well, on the challenge. Obviously, the manager's done it, Stephen Gerrard, um, which I think will be hard to top. I'm going to give it a wee bash to try and speak to some of the the people that I know to see if we can maybe get a few others to do it. But he's uh, obviously done it. Jamie Redknapp's done it. Um, they're probably the two of the biggest hitters And then we've, we dropped down to some of the players Charlie Adams has done oh, it Oh that's terrible You're dropping do, down do a level um, there, you? Well I'm just talking to the standards of players But Pedro Mendes has done it for us Kenny Muller's done it now, Chris Boyd's actually done us a good video Of a wee coaching drill Like a wee session which is brilliant He had a wee bit of banter obviously Through the video that you'd expect Off the boy there Steve Davis has done it for us Scott Arfield done it for us So it's, it's, it's been brilliant Did Boydie ever go at the, the volleys? Yeah, well, he's, he's he's decided that he's not going to have a go at the volleys, which was was wasn't a surprise to be honest. But he's uh, 
He's a uh, fair play to him. Like he's he's gave me a wee five six minute video where a wee coaching session for the kids, which is which is different class. I must admit, every time I refresh the social media, someone else has tried it. Like you, you mentioned, some of them you've you've dripped it down to some of the youngsters. Billy Gilmore. Everyone was yes. hoping to see him turn did out for Scotland it? recently. Of course he did. Yeah. Uh, you you missed out Barry Ferguson, Kevin as well. I, don't worry. I know it's hard to to remember everyone who'll be pulling you up you after this. You can't you can't miss out Baz. Baz is um the, the fact that Baz managed to do it for us I, I dropped him a message to ask if he was doing it. I, I spoke to Koiste earlier. Koiste's gonna do it for us. He's actually pulled his calf. I don't know if that's just Koiste <laughs> because he's always late at turning up for things that he's just gonna be late getting me this video but he must have dropped uh, his wallet Kev <laughs> <laughs> He told me that he was at a runner I thought you know it run. Um so Koiste's Koiste's gonna do it for us as well which will be brilliant. Um and it's just a case of trying to see who, who's, who's up for doing it. It's, it's just a bit of fun. Um, I think it's more aimed at the, 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 the people that are obviously watching these videos are, are fans of obviously the game, um, getting to see some of their stars, some of their, their past heroes, etc. Doing a wee keep it up challenge, which is just a wee bit of fun. It's obviously testing times for everybody. So if for a one minute video can bring a, a wee smile to people's faces, then it's definitely worth it. Yeah, good on you. Now, here's the I'm going to put you on the spot because that's quite a list of, of players that you've rhymed off. Who's the best? You've seen them all. Who who makes it look the easiest? If you were to judge a winner, who would you give it to? And you, well, don't say Stephen Gerrard just to keep in with him. There's a lot of banter going around. The uh, well, the best part of the gaffer, obviously, when I text him back back and forth, he told me that his uh, his legs were hanging off. So it obviously took him a few attempts, which was which is good fun. <laughs> the fact that one of the best is uh, it's not quite as easy as it looks. Um, we got Erin Cuthbert today to do it. She's done it for us today. Um, she's obviously got she obviously got a bit of talent. Uh, she's done it up against a, a fence as well, oh. which makes it a wee bit more difficult. Um, so I think it would be unfair to pick one. The fact that I'm humble, there's there's that many people that have done it for us. Um, I thought Steve Davis done it effortlessly. Pedro Mendes was was a shambles. He, he never even broke sweat. He never got a canter. So it was. Um, but to be fair, like, there's no many better kicking about than Barry Ferguson, is there? So it's it's, it's tough to. To come up with one, I thought Stephen Whitaker was was sensational as well. He finished off with a wee trick, um, the big German, as I call him. He was uh, his video was was something. So if you've not seen that one, it's it's worth watching. Um, look, it's it's hard to pick a winner. What the thing is though? Let, let's get cynical. Who do, do you think there's a serious danger that we're talking take fifty, take fifty one, take fifty two on these, or do you think anyone has genuinely sat the phone down and just nailed it in one take? I've had some of the best uncut, unseen videos <laughs> that you could ever imagine, um, and and if I could, if I get the go ahead for, for some of the people that have sent me them, um, it'd be quite funny to come up with a wee uncut version at the end if we get some of the the big hitters. If some of the big hitters can follow and, and try and do it, then it would be um, it'd be brilliant. But I think the, the uncut version would be quite would be quite a spectacle. I like that. I like that a lot, uh, Kevin. We've had a lot of different players, ex-players, managers, coaches on at this time every night over the last couple of weeks. Everyone knows these are really uncertain times, and football is a part of that. It's what everyone lives for, really. What's life looked like for you in in the last couple of weeks, apart from yeah, that, breaking the internet? It's been difficult. It's um, obviously I put a wee just from my own academy. Really, I put we're obviously on holiday at the moment for Rangers. The boys are. The full time boys are off um, until the middle of April, as, unless we get told otherwise. So it's been, um, it's been look, it's been a testing time for everybody. Everybody's got their own problems. Everybody's got different people that are that are close to them that are affected by this this horrible situation that we find ourselves in. So I've just tried to enjoy this time with the family. You know, I've got a wee puppy as well, which which we only got about a month back, um, along with my other dog. So. I've spent my, my hour a day walking the dogs up the hills and, and the rest of the hours a day trying, well, climbing the walls at times, but 
trying to have some fun with the boys in the back garden. Yeah, I think dogs have now become. You're getting the competition for the best walked dogs in the country. People are doing all sorts, aren't they? I don't know. Um, what about you? Mentioned you know the, the academy, and then obviously there are, are young players that you work with at Rangers. Do they just follow a similar program to? To the first team players that What have they been Given to work on Or, or what level of contact Do you have to have At the moment Yeah we've done We've done some Unbelievable stuff To be fair The boys have got Their, their typical Off season plan That the sports science Boys have put together um, The provision That the boys have had Has been, been unbelievable um, We've done live webinars um, we've, we've kept in contact With all the players The, the full time boys Me, Mox, Davey and, and Peter Have split the two squads In half And we've Took a few players under our wing, obviously, i.e. like seven or eight players each um, to look after. Obviously, Billy Cutwood's the loans manager as well within the club, so he looks after the players that are out on loan. So we're all kind of mucking in, all trying to do what we can. Obviously, Children's Academy, the boys that, I don't know if people have seen it online, they've, they've sent um, the young players the sense balls and different challenges and skills challenges. Listen, but we're not doing anything that anyone else is not doing, but we're just trying to, in these testing times, give the, the young players an opportunity to develop, to, to give them something to try and stimulate them. It's... It's probably helping mums and dads as well that the, that the players have got a wee bit of focus and something to concentrate on so that they're not pestering mum and dad 24-7. Um, I'm pretty sure they're having some fun and some they'll have some good memories and some good videos to take off of some of the challenges that they're trying to do and obviously making making a muck-up of it and, and trying again and, and time and time again. So it's, there has to be an element of fun in it in these difficult times. If you can try and have a smile on your face and you've got a ball at your feet, then, then hopefully um, there'll be some light at the end of the tunnel soon. Kevin, the, the start of the show, we were looking for the best goal. Gordon asked me best individual goal that you've scored and one that you've witnessed. Oh. If anything comes to mind, um, I think it's hard to to get by your first one for the club for for your club. Um, my first professional one was for the Ibs against Celtic in the League Cup quarterfinals. We managed to. Um, I don't know. Did you play in that semi final of the Rangers semi final, Alex? When would that have been? But you would that have been Is that Kevin? the two thousand and three four. No, no, that, no, no. That that you, you, you after that? Yeah, I came was in the following season. Because uh, I know the De Boers and that were there. Obviously, we beat Rangers in the semi-final uh, on penalties as well. So probably my first one was was a special one. I think I think when you make your debut and you you score your first professional goal, it's one that you can never get away from. Uh, what, what kind of goal was it, Kev? Was it a distance or a tap-in? It, it was a half-volley for the edge of the box into Big Rab Douglas um, under the lights at Easter Road on a Thursday night. Terry Butcher was a commentator. Um, you couldn't make that up that one day he would then be my manager. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you, re- you reminded him of it uh, Kevin and before we let you go I've been trying to put everyone on the spot I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to Basically I'm hoping to cause a bit of trouble And, and, and stir the pot Absolutely. a little bit um, I want to know uh, If you want to, if you had to be isolated With one of your former teammates uh, wh- Which one would you choose To be stuck with for a couple of weeks And what one would you choose to avoid For a couple of weeks Oh, well, that's, that's, a, that's a bit of pressure on the spot That um, well, obviously, look, Scotty's Scotty's one of my best mates in football, and that'll never change, regardless of what clubs we ended up playing for and, and what rival that, that we've got. So, I think a bit easily. I don't know if you're driving up the wall, though. To be honest, um, I used to room with him when I was a player at Scotland, etc., and um, at different times through my career. So, he's uh, the one thing is he would keep you entertained. That's for sure. Scott Brown, I like that. Uh, who you avoiding? Um, then? And the, and the, the one that I've lost. I think we never really got on that well Which was We had a couple That doesn't need to be serious It just might be somebody Who's got rubbish Boring chat Or someone who's got Terrible ah, well, music taste Bad hygiene Bad hygiene That's a difficult one I mean, you know? that's, uh, 
it's funny because yeah, somebody said to me that Lee Griffith would be difficult to room with um, and Pat Fenlon asked me before my, my story for you is before I go before the League Cup semi-final against um, eh, sorry the Scottish Cup final against Falkirk when Hibs were 3-0 down and we ended up winning 4-3 and, and Lee scored the winning goal which was you know remember that's a tremendous mm-hmm. strike for the edge of the box um, 3-0 down at half time and, and Hamden was empty and Pat had come to me through the week and said that he was um Asking a favour of me if I would if I would room with Sparky for the for the night before the game because I was the only one that could control him and I thought oh my <laughs> god I like to go to bed early I like to turn the telly off when I want to turn the telly off and I've had numerous roomies right through but um, I suppose it's you, you can't probably get a better boy than Lee so he's a good lad and I think it would be harsh to say that I wouldn't want to be be with him but to obviously to look after two kids at the moment in, in isolation and, and look after another one like Griff would, would take some would take some doing it and it obviously worked because he scored a screamer on the day Kevin <laughs> thank you so much uh, for Pleasure. taking the time we'll be keeping an eye on the challenge and we'll get Alex Ray to submit his attempt as well I'm looking forward to it thanks for having us on that that was Kevin Thompson former Rangers and Hibs amongst other midfielder and uh, now internet sensation thanks to his volley challenge fancy that Hugh get the the slippers on Hugh drive the neighbours mad well uh, I've been having to think about it you know it would require me since I'm not allowed to go outside it would require me to hit it off the door and since I sugar polished the doors today I'm not going to put dirty marks on them that is very true I don't know if you caught so I've just been asking everyone that because I'm interested last night we asked uh, Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson who would they like to isolate with who would they like to avoid and Mark said uh, Paddy McCourt because he got on well with them and uh, they were old roommates and he wanted to avoid Gavin Gunning uh, who he played with at Dundee United and then Gordon DL told us a really typical Gordon DL story uh, from when he used to live with his old teammate Jock McStay and they performed what they called the ironing board Olympics oh, yeah, now yeah. if you've not seen this go to the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB and we put the video up Hugh they would basically try and perform a Fosbury flop high jump over the ironing board and onto the couch And then of course They would put the ironing board Up to the next height And then the next one And the next one And, and try and set their own Sort of world record So I don't know if We could convince you And Mrs Keevans to, to try that Are you going to maybe Give that one a miss? I, I don't think I could even put the proposition To her <laughs> Can you imagine? Don't try that at home By the way I think we should We should certainly Put that out there Before I get us in any trouble Anyway Thanks again to Kevin Thompson We're still looking for the best goal you've witnessed live The one that you just wish you could go out there and witness again tomorrow Give us a call right now And we could be speaking to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Your comeback is on Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are still looking for the best goal you've ever seen live We wish we could get out to a game tomorrow So what's the goal you wish you could go and check out if you could relive it. What's the best goal you've seen live? 0141-951-1025 or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. I've got a, a good teaser for you now. You know the the way we feel on this show. 99% of them are Scottish football related, but every now and then we don't mind veering off ever so slightly as long as it's players that you've definitely heard of. And don't worry, yep. you've heard of these guys. So thank you to Martin for sending tonight's in. We're looking for 10 players who have registered 15 plus assists in a single English Premier League season, but it doesn't include current players in the English Premier League. Yes. 
So we're looking for 10 players who've registered 15 plus assists in a single season of the English Premier League But it does not include players currently in the English Premier League I.e. David Silva has done it But he's currently in the English Premier League so he's not on the list Beckham Yes Obviously to start Hugh Ryan Giggs No would you believe not 15 plus in a single season Summerby Paul Scholes Not Scholes or Summerby uh, Over Mars Nope Rooney Nope uh, I'm thinking about wingers here It has to be wingers Hugh uh, Or full backs yeah, well, then, Right I, I'll just get in early I don't Baker. usually I, uh, Sorry uh, <laughs> Lampard Lampard yes. yes Well done uh, Schools mm, Hugh said him He's All not right. one mm. Like the, the Vieira Nope Henri Yes Okay I think we can leave it there That's a, a decent enough start 10 players with 15 plus assists In a single season of the English Premier League Doesn't include current English Premier League players So David Beckham Thierry Henri And Frank Lampard Okay uh, Let's go back to the phones Alistair is a Rangers fan on the line The best goal you've seen live Alistair uh, Good evening Gordon Sandy and uh, Shug uh, The best goal I've seen Gordon Is David Cooper's in the driver Cup final in 79 The ball bounced between him and a Celtic player They put over the first guy said Then before the other guy came in He put over his head and the ball dropped Peter Ladsford advanced and he slipped to right under him The sublime skill of that goal Will stick my mind until the day I pop my clogs Absolutely Hugh This is one I think That came up Didn't we When we paid tribute To David Cooper Not so long ago And it's a fantastic goal I hadn't seen it For a while Until last week And uh, I remember Not really being sure Of how many people's heads He flicks it over Because it feels like It's loads (laughs) And I couldn't remember Exactly I think Is it it two or three In the end Two Takes a wee touch With his chest And then he just Kind of Faints to shoot And just drops it Underneath the goalkeeper It's worth a mention Though Hugh yeah, obviously. Uh, I mean, I think it's understandable that so many goals scored by Rangers players against Celtic and Celtic players against Rangers are coming up because in this particular city, uh, these are the games that make you a king or you're a hero or a zero. Uh, and to rise above the battle again, as Davy was well able to do, uh, that is the mark of a special talent. And that goal... Um, probably I would say for the majority of Rangers supporters is the one that they will most remember Davy Cooper for Go along with that Alistair Aye there's a couple others that he done Gordon obviously the one against Jim Leighton in the League Cup final but how another Scots are against Alan Ruff in the second leg of the semi-final in 85 and Hubs 1-2-1 in aggregate three kicks similar to Porsons for the one at Hamden could I also mention Char- the Charlie Nicholas goal was at the that was New Year 1983 through the 82-3 season the one that he scored at Ibrox when he done a bit of good jig at uh, Alex, yeah, was, yeah. That, was that the one you you thought you remembered earlier on? Yeah, f- f- yeah I didn't think it was back as, eight, as long as 83 but it possibly could I remember him great feet and he, and he scored it was a New Year's Day goal I remember it very well There we go thank you to Alistair on the line for giving us that lots coming in on Twitter 
Uh, what have we got here? Lemon Curry says the greatest goal goal I've seen live. Sean Maloney against Rangers League Cup 2005. Absolute screamer. He's attached the clip, and indeed that was uh, quite the strike from Sean Maloney. Had that in his locker though, didn't he? he did yes. Sean yes. Maloney. If we're talking favourite Sean Maloney goals, what about the one he scored for Scotland against Ireland at Celtic Park? Remember that when Hamden was wasn't getting used just a couple of years ago. Takes a short corner, I think, is a Ketchiania over there. Scott Brown. Back heels it into his path And then Maloney right, curls yes. it into the corner it's a brilliant goal What well, a night what? that was What a night that was um, What else have we got on Twitter? Loads, I must say um, Colin Brown's gone Big Bert Conterman Screamer against Celtic at Hamden Just after the Celtic fans sung him onto the park Yeah, I remember it, yeah I, I actually That's wanted... before your time at the club, wasn't it? Yeah, it was I, I was. I think that was a Tuesday night game Tuesday Wednesday night game And uh, Conterman scored a pile driver I wrote it down as one of the early ones I was absolutely certain that someone would brought it up It's the, the, the classic example of uh, You know, be careful what you wish for Because Bert Conterman come on And you're right The, the Celtic fans were having a, a right laugh at his expense Because it's safe to say they didn't rate him uh, and while they were still laughing at his expense, he stuck the ball in the net. Uh, and these things can be sent to try you. Uh, I mean, different. These goals clearly mean something different to, to different people. Although we're talking about you know occasions, we were trying to just find out the best goal. You know, the ones that were the most pleasing on the eye. Um, Reagan's gone. Callum McGregor's double treble goal, amazing goal, and massive moment in the cup final against Motherwell. Actually. It threw gritted teeth a little bit Because it obviously um, It meant that my team was on the receiving end But that I actually think that was underrated That goal I'm not sure he got the credit he deserved For the way He just took he it Executed he, it he, When he gets in that position Callum McGregor His technique's yeah. brilliant isn't it Yeah he tends to hit the ball very clean Gordon And uh, I think if you look back I think he went to Notts County And scored uh, a, a barrel load down there as well And it's it's very much part of his game He's adapted it this season He's, he's more of a, a, a sitter with, with Scott Brown But when he gets in and around about the box as well He can go in behind He can score for distance He's got a great variation of goals And Jock Caledonia says Hugh, the fourth goal by Paul McStay At Love Street 1986 When Albert Kidd was doing us a massive favour Against the Jambos well, this, this starts deep in Celtic's uh, half of the field. I think Danny McGrain might have started it. It goes through uh, a whole lot of players. Um, that was an incredible day. Uh, you know what? I'm very, very glad you brought that up, Gordon, because I remember that day being part of the Super Scoreboard commentary team, and it was Richard Park, Jimmy Sanderson, and me at Love Street, and Jim Craig, the Lisbon Lion, who was part of our programme, he was at Dundee, and Jim brought the news of Albert Kidd scoring the first goal for Dundee, uh, one of two that he was scoring against Hearts, uh, and that day ended in remarkable fashion. Celtic won 5-0, Davy Hay was the manager, he won the league title. The reason why I remember it, um, it was very early in my time at Radio Clyde, and the man who brought me into Radio Clyde uh, was Jimmy Gordon, later Lord Gordon, uh, who sadly, because of this awful disease that is blighting everyone's lives, uh, sadly passed away uh, a couple of days ago in the Royal Infirmary, Lord Gordon uh, of Strathblane as he was. Uh, when I joined Radio Clyde in 1985, the station was 12 years old, 35 years ago, and uh, 
it was the, the day of the, the, the trail blazers. We had Paul Cooney, Richard Park, Jimmy Sanderson. I mean, Jimmy's phrase, were you at the game, was a national catchphrase. Uh, and the head of the the whole place was Jimmy Gordon, who used to come in the morning, and, and I used to hear, here comes Jimmy for his royal walkabout. And it wasn't the boss coming downstairs to, to spy on you. He was coming down to see if you're all right, could he help you? Did you need anything? He was just a marvellous man to work for. And one of the great tragedies of his passing is that we're not able to give him a proper funeral because proper funerals are not allowed at the present time. But one day we will gather in his memory. He was the man who started Radio Clyde, the most influential man at Radio Clyde and his passing is indeed a sad day Absolutely Well said Hugh Keevans Let's go back to the phones 01419511025 George is a Motherwell fan He's from Wisher The best goal you've seen live George The one you wish you could relive tomorrow Hi Gordon Hello Great show lads Thank you George uh, Well I can go back to the days of Richard Park Jimmy Sanderson Archie McPherson Jerry McNee Peter Martin Remember him commentating on that great goal for James McFadden in France. But that's not the goal I'm on about tonight. As you know, Gordon, half the nation witnessed the best cup final ever on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. If you could have the best semi-final ever, I would say the Motherwell Celtic game in the 91 semi-final. Motherwell were 2-1 down at half-time and come back to win 4-2. And the goal that I would like to relive is Muller's third goal by Colin O'Neill. An absolute belter from 40 yards. A goal worthy of winning any game. What a moment, Gordon. Yeah, what Hugh, think? Hugh, that goes right, right into this. You have played it over many a time <laughs> in your recorder. Uh, it's right into the screamer category, Hugh Keevans. You'll remember that one. Oh, very well. Colin was a character. Let me put it that way. The goal, uh, the caller's absolutely right. The goal was fantastic. The semi-final was fantastic. Uh, Motherwell really rose to the occasion. But one day, I'm at Fir Park. I'm on the touchline. I'm doing the pre-match interviews for Super Scoreboard. And Colin, who is not an Irishman, as you well remember, came by and said, Charlie Nicholas, not playing. And I said, what? I said, Charlie Nicholas just told me he's not playing. So I decided I decided to get this out as a scoop. Let me tell you, I can exclusively reveal Charlie Nicholas is not playing against Motherwell today, brother. And on and on and on and on I went. And then, of course, five to three, teams ran past me. And there's Charlie. <laughs> so, He's done a kipper. Oh, the, Alec, that is the only applicable phrase. We call him, did me like a kipper. You'll be happy with that, George. Not only can he bang them in from 40 yards, he can wind up Hugh Keevans as well. He's a national hero. Brilliant. I'm sure you'll have played it over many a time in your recorder, Gordon. I've seen it a few times. And Hugh, I mean, Colin and you'll talk about someone who sort of embraced that, that run and and what it meant to him, clearly not born into life as a, as a Motherwell fan or whatever, but he's now got a massive Motherwell tattoo uh, to, to commemorate that, that cup final win. I think um, I remember it being splashed all over the newspapers a few years ago. Yeah, some people just come and they're, they're right think, for a club. They're a perfect fit. I pub at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it good enough please to drink, me. Res- drink responsibly. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> no, but uh, some players just embrace clubs. You know, as I say, Colm is a Northern Irishman. Uh, but 
he he came to to love Motherwell. Uh, you know, you and I got not so very long ago where uh, at a dinner and, and Morris Ross was there, who's part of the Motherwell backroom setup, and Keith Lasley, who's the assistant manager, um, to Stephen Robinson, and you know, they they too have that deep rooted love for the club. You know that that, uh, and it, it's it's a it's a good thing. Absolutely, thank you very much to George and Wishaw for that memory. Weird timing, Colin uh, tweeted. Colin Green tweeted at the exact same time to say, "What about Colin O'Neill's goal for Motherwell Scottish Cup semi final?" Postage stamp, yeah. Exact same time as as the call came in from Wisher. Thank you to you both for bringing that up. Not a bad suggestion at all. Let's look at the breaking news tonight, Hugh. Um, and I, I wanted to get to this earlier on, but we, we were distracted by various other things. Hearts have now come out, issued a statement, um, and Budge um, updating fans and everyone else on what's happening, wanting to make it clear that no employee, whether furloughed or working at any level in the club, has been asked to take a 50% cut. The majority of the cuts fall below 30%. Um, but, but they have announced that a number of staff continue to work from home. Um, as stated earlier this week, we've utilised the government's job retention scheme and furloughed the majority of non-footballing um, employees. Um, I'm just trying to skim through and make sure there are no other... Um, Key parts A number of players Had already agreed To the proposed terms Though Stephen Naismith Is standing by His 50% cut And indeed One of our younger players Is refusing to take Any wages at all Over this period We thank every player For their support Hopefully it can conclude All discussions soon This comes on the back Of course Hugh of their City rivals Edinburgh uh, Doing something similar um, A wage deferral uh, Salaries between 20 and 50% During the shutdown Earlier Let me see Straight away, Gordon, I don't think Anne Budge is to be criticised here. Uh, I know she's come in for criticism, but she has a football club to protect, an institution in the city of Edinburgh. And she knows the financial ramifications of what is going on at present. And no one knows when football is coming back. And she has to make sure that when football comes back, there's a heart to come back with it because they've got a big supporter base who put in an awful lot of money. The Foundation of Hearts put in an awful lot of money. The club is vitally important to the people who support it. And therefore, she's doing only what she feels she needs to do to make sure that Heart of Midlothian stays intact. And if Stephen Naismith decides that he can afford to take a 50% cut, good for him. He's not saying, look, you should all follow my example. He's simply saying, I can afford to take the hit, and I will take the hit. And the others will eventually determine how much of a wage reduction they take, and the club will then get on with the business of trying to keep the club Alive, And that's where we are today It's not just hearts Others will be faced with the same predicament And I think And Budge has done things that have been right And some things that have been wrong Since she took over hearts But in this instance She is right to protect the club Yeah it says We're also planning to follow all, all players And whilst discussions are ongoing I would like to make it clear Since the introduction of the job retention scheme No player has been asked to take more than a 30% reduction in wage That actually leads me on nicely I don't think that's the right word But it leads me on to my next point 
Clyde One's Cash for Kids Appeal. I think everyone's well aware our lives have changed so much in just a few short weeks and just think about the families of the 4 million children across the UK who were already living in poverty who were already struggling to pay for basics like food and heating just think of the impact that this coronavirus is going to have on them and many others finding themselves struggling to support their families at the moment but the good news is that you can help uh, the Cash for Kids appeal raising money to help these families pay for just the basic essentials and we're asking you to make a donation to help us help them now no matter what you can afford because I know it's difficult for everyone but no matter what you can afford 100% of the donations will help families who need it most every single penny so please donate now at Clyde1.com forward slash appeal Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors helping you return to action TalkToThompsons.com We are about to speak to Craig in Cumbernauld He's been hanging on for quite some time But let me quickly check in on tonight's teaser Which 10 players have registered 15 plus assists In a single season of the English Premier League But they no longer play in the English Premier League Guys like David Beckham, Thierry Henry and Frank Lampard Hugh, have you got any more? Mm, I'll get back to you Steven Gerrard? No um, Chris Waddle? No Niall Quinn? No uh, Cantona Cantona yes Owen oh, no oh. So that was Okay We've got four now Who we're getting there Kanchelskis No oh. I'm, I'm thinking for Maybe a fullback No I'll, I'll point you in the right direction No fullbacks Right okay All All creative midfield types You've used up your strikers as well So you know You've used Henri I suppose Cantona These are all Creative midfield types That you've got left Let's speak to Craig Who is on the line Hi Craig Hi gents How are we doing Good, uh, thank you I, I've just been It's been a great show You know I've been listening to some of the The goals people have been talking about Obviously for me being A bit younger Than some of the other callers Not as far back as them But uh, One of the, the goals that I Fondly remember actually Doesn't come I don't know Firm game It came in the 2009 Scottish Cup final With Nacho Novo Um scored that absolute screamer against Falkirk um, literally I mean, it was a special goal because it was a day that was it was very hot and it wasn't a great day for football and it hadn't been the greatest watch in the first half um, and you felt it was going to take either a slice of luck or a moment of brilliance to, to break the deadlock in that game and when no, you know, no one's come on at half time um, well sorry just at the start of the second half Um and for me, when that, you know, it goes out for a throw-in and you're thinking nothing of it. But when Papach put the ball in oval and he caught it in that half volley, it was just sublime. Um, I don't think anyone in the stadium was expecting him to, to shoot. Um, and I think, if memory serves, although I'm not sure he would thank me, I think current Rangers player Scott Arfield was the very man that Novo actually got the run off. the right side of. Yeah, got the run-off to, to score the goal. Um, and I think I know a lot of people go oh, you know it's against Falkirk but you know to do that in a cup final against a Falkirk team who had been to be fair you know had been obviously digging in and been trying to make it as difficult as they could when you're at Rangers um, and it's quite you know it applies especially today any trophy you can win counts and matters um, particularly in a season where that was the season we'd obviously won the league title back for Celtic after um, I think it was three or four years um, and to to then win the cup on top of that with 
such a mm. special goal was. It was amazing. It was just one of, tremendous. It, 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 well, you're absolutely right. I think one of the key things about that uh, goal is, and I don't think a lot of people give credit to it. Two Rangers players do decoy runs to take uh, uh, away to create that space. And then when natural cuts across it, you know, it's just one of these strikes that gives a key. And I must chance. admit, I had forgotten that it was immediate, uh, immediately after coming on. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that just, just kind of faded in first time. Touch. Yeah, so it would have been first touch, wasn't it? He came on at half time. The second half restarts. It, it, it then just kind of goes straight out for a throw in on the left, doesn't it, Craig? It does. Yeah, immediately out for a throw in, and actually, natural over ran over and picked the ball up to take it initially, and I think Sasa Papach gave him the shout that he was actually taking it so it could have been different if he'd have took this one which he nearly did um, but it was it was literally I don't think he'd been on the park 30 seconds when he scored the goal um, I'll always always stick with the goal scorer Alex should the keeper maybe have made a better attempt at it yeah but possibly I think he dives back the way Gordon he doesn't adjust his feet or anything but I think the trajectory and there's almost like you were surprise talking, element we're, as well I think when someone turns from a throwing you know when there's that movement as well you think right I've got this and it just kind of kind of veers away to the far corner but when you actually see it I think you'll be disappointed but you can't take anything away for the strike nah, this is all about goal scorers tonight that's fine Oh, well, that could be another one. Howlers for goalkeepers. That could be another show down the line. Yeah, I'll write it down. <laughs> we could be in for the long haul here without I'll any for football. You oh, don't you worry. I might have that up my sleeve at some point. Oh, one four one nine five one one zero two five. Jimmy is next on the line. Jimmy's in Hollytown. Hi, Jimmy. Hi. How are you doing? Not bad. How are you? Aye, keeping well. Good. Hope everybody else is as well. Yep, not bad. So I was wanting to describe my. Favourite goal that I've seen in person to use mm-hmm. uh, was I was a young 18 year old when I went over to the World Cup in '94 to see Ireland, and I was lucky enough to get a ticket from a tout two minutes before kickoff. And I went in there, and it was just outstanding. That stadium with that giant stadium was phenomenal, so it is. And I kind of took my seat in the middle middle tier. When I came up through the concourse and looked down, I couldn't believe it was that many Ireland fans. I thought New York would have been, because of like your Italian mafia and everything else, it would have been all Italian. But no, it was all Ireland and it was amazing. Took my seat next to this lovely looking Italian girl and said hi. And then I basically said, yep, we're going to win 1-0. So I think it was after the first 20 minutes or so, uh, Italy had been all over. Ireland and then there was a just a ball lobbed up and Barese made a mess of the clearance and Ray Houghton just took the ball in the chest and then scurried it chipped the goalkeeper and it was just phenomenal and for the rest of the game it was just singing it was party Do you remember it Hugh? I mean I'm obviously well aware of, of the the competition and, and the things that Ireland did during it I'm not sure I can picture the goal although what, Was it a chip or was it more of a Jimmy, des- a... Jimmy describes it well Hugh uh, I was there. Oh, of course, I you was were. in the I was in the Giant Stadium, New Jersey. Uh, my hotel was across the across the freeway, as they call it there. Uh, and I'd never known, and and Jimmy will testify to this that I've never known such heat. It was incredible. Oh, and, it was just uh, mental. It was, as we say in Glasgow, bailing. And uh, as I, I went on to the concourse because the concourse had the 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 air conditioning, and I was walking along the concourse, and I heard the the voice saying, 
Huey. <laughs> now, the giant stadium, <laughs> New Jersey. What are the what are the chances somebody shouts out Huey? Uh, and I turned round and it was Willie, now Lord Hockey, uh, and he had been there with friends, and he had a corporate hospitality box, and he brought me in to watch the match from his corporate hospitality box with the air conditioning, and ah, it was bliss. But Ray Houghton, of course, a Glaswegian, he, he, he played for the Republic of Ireland because of his parents who were Irish, but he was a Glaswegian, and uh, the the goal shocked everyone that, that this was the, the Republic of Ireland against the all-conquering uh, Italians and uh, it, it, uh, Jimmy recalls it uh, perfectly well because the, 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 the giant stadium New Jersey was not like something out of Goodfellas it was like something out of Mrs Brown's boys It was just brilliant and the atmosphere was that good and everyone was Expecting Italians to completely go over them, especially after uh, the Italia 90, where they did so well, when you had Baggio banging in goals for fun. I mean, Italy would go on and make the final, wouldn't they? And That's then right, lose yes. on penalties. Um, I also just wonder, though, Hugh, if th- this call's got me thinking, is there any occasion that you don't have a brilliant story to go along with it? <laughs> well, it's been my great good fortune in, in 15, 50 years of getting away with this lark um, that I watched the World Cup in three different continents, uh, America in 94, uh, France in 98, and uh, Japan in 2002. So life has been very good to me, and uh, that's one of the memories at the, the giant stadium in New Jersey and hearing a voice in the middle of the afternoon in New Jersey, shout, Huey! You're still hopeless at the full-time teaser, though. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Yeah. And you've got a few answers left to get. You're looking for 10 players who registered 15-plus assists in a single season of the English Premier League. David Beckham, Eric Cantona, Terry Henry, Frank Lampard, six to get, and time is against us. JJ Acocha? No, no. <sighs> uh, Perez. Steven Gerrard? Gerrard, no. Perez, yes. Well done. Five oh. to go. Yeah. Mark Vaduka. No. All creative midfield types. No more yes, I'm strikers. Just, I'm just trying to think of midfielders. Gary Speed. No. Let's let's start more. Let's start most recently then, right? Yes. There is a Spaniard in there. Played for a couple of England's top clubs as well. He played for more than one of the top clubs. Alonso. Um, Oh, the boy uh, He ran rings around you when he was 16 Yeah, Fabregas Still got in my back pocket (laughs) You've told that story before Uh, Right, Cesc Fabregas Any any more? There are a couple who just left not not that long ago They left London Uh, No Way more recently, they just left London Um, So they just left London Where where are we thinking here? Right, one Chelsea Uh, Initials E H Eddie Higgins <laughs> He's just left <laughs> Eden Hazard Hazard uh, Right a couple more What about one that's just left Spurs uh, Midfielder Creative midfielder Bale No mm. He's Danish Ericsson mm-hmm. oh. 
Right, the other two are both Englishmen. We're going back a bit. Talk about, you know, sort of one-man club, cult hero, bags of ability, a highlights reel that you could only dream of. Latiz? Yes, Matt Latissi, well done. And the other one, Hugh, a Liverpool winger from sort of mid, late, mid to late 90s, early 2000s. S M S M Mid nineties. Yeah, late nineties, probably his peak. Yeah. Will I put you out your misery? First name. Steve. McManaman. Steve McManaman. Whatever happened to him? We got there in the end. Thank you, Hugh Evans and Alex Ray. We would love to be with you tomorrow, but we cannot. We're back on Monday at six o'clock, and George is up next with GBX Friday. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Experienced players who know how to win. Talk to Thompson's.com.